0: Everybody, uh, again, again, <laughs> again. I, f-
1: I feel we've been here before, Catherine. I think Catherine. we
0: have. For those of you just joining us today for the commentary of Genesis Avalon episode fourteen, this is the second time Chris and I have done this commentary.
1: And why would that be? <laughs> because my
0: computer forgot to record. Be
1: <laughs> blaming the computer. <laughs> blaming the computer, the computer, everyone. Are we listening to this? <laughs>
0: Not operator error. This is totally computer error. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I
0: totally, totally screwed up, and when I clicked the record button, it must not have actually read it. It must have just clicked onto the uh, actual window for sound booths, and, oh, what a pain in the butt. Um,
1: it's fine. So we're doing You're it again,
0: fine. Um, but that's okay. So, in other news, I should talk about the episode, oh, yeah. and... We'll try it again, with a little know, less exactly suck this time.
1: <laughs> let's indeed, let's us do that.
0: <laughs> so we open up to oh, my favorite thing! Exactly Jaina and Sam why. arguing! Secret,
1: oh yes! Oh, that's such good friends.
0: Oh, uh, okay, okay, I know, right? This line, that line about vitriol, that was the line that I totally, like, I wrote it thinking, I guess, that it was a brilliant piece of well-crafted, you know... English language and then I sat there listening to it as as David tried to read it and all I could think was I'm the worst person in the world because I couldn't say it out loud without flubbing up what the hell made me think it was okay to make him say it
1: that's just mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't mind. He is a professional.
0: Right. No, no. There, were, I got, you got you swore at during those well, lines. You don't even know. Oh, that, yeah. He was that annoyed at that line. And I was like, I'm never, I'm never giving you something like that again. Like, yeah, I promised that from you're now you're on you're his lines will right? sound don't conversational, don't and I will never use words like vitriol ever again. <laughs> I wasn't the one who asked for you to come over here and lord over me. <laughs> no, <you're right. laughs> Sorry. All I heard was Laura going lord over me, to and I started
1: laughing. You didn't want to fight alone.
0: They have such a very good chemistry together, and I, I mean, we, we talk about that all the time, and I really should not be, like, sitting there every episode going, Ooh! David and Laura's chemistry! Ooh! Um, I think everybody knows they have chemistry by now. Um,
1: <laughs> no, they have great chemistry. I think it's all right to point it out. But it is good. It's very natural. It's very brother-sister. Yeah. Which I think is exactly what you want.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, right now it's one of those things where it's it's kind of like the big older brother just showed up and said, hey, look at my life lessons, do what I say, not as I do. That's basically what it's coming off like, and she's like, dude, I don't even like you. Go away. Yes. So, and it's nice because, like, he dragged her back here, and she's already pissed off again. Like, it took no time at all for her to get pissed off at him and to start a fight. And it's always her starting the fight. I won't even lie. Like I, I, like writing Jana because she is not a Mary Sue. In in the sense of Mary Sue's can do no wrong. Oh no, I I am perfectly aware that Jana is in the wrong for most of this season.
1: <laughs> in, indeed, if anything, she's an anti-Mary Sue.
0: Yeah. She's like ridiculous. She has she has people faults, like every everybody's faults, but like yeah. She also has that unfortunate inability to hold her tongue most times. And I have friends like bit. that, so I know they exist, but yeah. And then this is the wonderful Tanahawk who is now p- portraying Layla. I like Layla. Layla's a fun character. There's I love of Layla. She's
1: things. very funny. Yeah. This is a bit, this is such a well crafted scene.
0: yeah, and I really enjoyed it. And there's like a bit of like, you know, jazz music underneath because she's, you know she's New Orleans. So um I, I really like her cuz originally like I wrote her to be more like southern bellish like yes. w- down to like the white lace and you know and, and and the petticoats and stuff and then and then um Tonner gave me a read that was that was New Orleans and I was like oh this is perfect no I like this much better do that do that
1: <laughs> huh. So oh my god she's a walking place." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that line. Just because you can tell that Sam watched her leave with this, like, what the fuck look on his face.
1: (laughs) I suspect he has that a lot being around Jaina at this point in the series.
0: Oh, yes. I think he spends his days with what the fuck looks. Like, that's all he ever does, is kind of look around and go, what the hell have I got myself into? Seriously? Seriously? Seriously?
1: A good music choice i by the I right.
0: chose something funny just to kind of wrap it up because that last line he's just like, am one day I'll stop expecting you to be nice. I swear to God, oh, come on, come on. oh and then this is my oh, other fun thing. God, new I thing did. for noir this year. <laughs> do you do I'm so mean, I think I took away his manly so points
1: <laughs> hey Sam, come on YouTube <laughs> huh. <laughs> He's still got some manly points. I mean, he gets to turn into a big yes, fucking but I jaguar. but
0: I put a collar with a bell around his neck.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, but that's just sweet. It's not.
0: A, it's not a bell, though. To be fair, it's not like it's some like you know little chime bell. No, it's just that he's got tags now. Um, because part of the stipulation that we don't talk about, but yeah, I think it's pretty easy to assume, is that when Jaina <laughs> left, Natalie took Noir in, because Z has a, like as much as Z kind of likes the bro bro sis sis kind of. Like they they have that kind of we hate each other but we like each other kind of relationship. Whereas Natalie really does like having Noir around and finds him yeah. adorable, so she gladly took him in. But part of the stipulation was he had to wear a, he had to wear a collar like a real cat and have identity tags. So, God, because I think I think Natalie's the kind of person who just worries about anything and has like you know God forbid he's crossing the street as a cat, he gets hit by a car. Well, if he decided, like, like, you know, maybe he'll wake up from that, maybe he wouldn't, but either way she would want to make sure that he, his body got back to her.
1: Absolutely. So. We tried putting collars on our cats uh, because they kept killing birds and bringing them in. <laughs> uh, so we put them with bells on so they couldn't do it, but then they learned how to hunt without making the bell
0: ring. Oh, that's evil.
1: So then we just took the collars off because yep. it seemed to be a waste of time after that. <laughs>
0: I really like this scene, because you can tell that Noir is trying really hard not to be mad at her.
1: Yeah, He's done a very
0: good job of kind of going, look, I understand, it sucks but you've got to get over this. And then when she kind of throws back that whole, no, I kill people, he's like, what the hell? No, you don't. My God.
1: I think Chris Anthony has he's got a very gentle manner and plays Noir in a very under, understated way. Yes.
0: I, I really make, make like how works. he plays how he plays Noir, um, which is funny, because it's such a radical change from how I hear what him as Lance now in the line, in and for <laughs> years, for years, the only role I'd ever heard Chris play, play was is Noir. Reporter. I mean, he's done other things on the VAA that I heard, but, like, this is, like, like, Lance is the first time that I could associate a character with his name now, in a while, like, for series work, so it's yeah, kind of yeah. cool, because now that I, you know, now that I'm hearing him a little more, it's nice to hear how you know, because how he's playing noir, he and, night, and I'm telling you, for a you know, fact that I don't know, I just, I really like the scene, I think it's, I think it was needed, because, you know, Jane and Zazie, and Z kind of gave her the beat down, but, you know, Natalie's trying to do things in a more diplomatic way, and that's one thing I like about her character, she's very diplomatic in nature, she's like, I don't want to really start a fight, but I'm, I'm going to tell you how I feel about this, you just kind of have to listen to me, so. I've had enough people blaming me for crap I can't control. When I don't have the right information, you can't be expected to know everything. No one said you had to.
1: Some people just. No, dear. We're doing that terrible thing of listening yeah, to the show know, and not talking. Ah, right. Say words. Speak. Say words. English. Uh,
0: use your mouth words. Um, well, okay. On a note of of not having enough information. Um, so funny story. Uh, this will be a few months before people at Pendant actually hear this episode, this commentary. But if you go on YouTube and you search for Jana, Jane either Jana and Sam or Jana and Sam talk, it's by uh, it's by Laura Post. When David Alt was visiting in L.A., he basically oh, her this, the camera yet. as Sam, and they kind of just improv'd a two minute scene.
1: Oh, lines, awesome.
0: Like talking to each other And it was just It was so wicked But one of the lines was Her look turning around And going Asara Give me info." You know she was like Tell me things I am lacking information <laughs> I was like <laughs> Story of their mentor relationship Which now sadly is over
1: I know That's okay I know. Because I don't want
0: to keep Playing a character in the show I have too much to do I have all the other stuff I have to do about that
1: <laughs> oh, Absolutely Important thing. Yes, important thing. No, I the need way, to again. see that. Yes, everyone, go Yahoo and Yahoo it. No, YouTube it. YouTube it. After this, YouTube yes. it.
0: And I've commented on it with my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel that I never use. Um, I have a YouTube username, but I don't do anything on it yet. Um,
1: yeah, come
0: on in. Oh, Bobby, I love him.
1: I love Bobby after his too. after
0: his conversation last month. Talking to Julian over the phone, where he sounded like, you know, where Julian sounded like he'd been on like day seven of his eight day bender. Um, but this is this is the my one of my favorite new characters. This is the official introduction of Carrie Arthur.
1: Of course, because yes, last episode we only heard the lovely her in voice M. Garcia. Yes.
0: yes, the lovely M. Garcia. I have to say that she really hates me for this voice. Um, but I love it. I think she does a fantastic job, and um, she's really settling into the character well now that we're you know we've got a few episodes. But I really love this first scene. I I really think that it just kind of sets up her perky cuteness, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's lovely to hear her and Richard Castro bounce off each other. Richard yeah. Castro as well.
0: Oh well, yeah. I mean, I love him as gym. Bobby. He's so good. He uh, he really kind of gives that uh, that kind of I'm a professional editor but i have a soul kind of attitude so it's nice
1: absolutely yes i agree
0: and he's, he's really sharp like i like bobby because you know bobby sees cues in 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 language and in, and in dialogue and in you know just surca- surface cues that make him go- he wouldn't be he would be a very good detective i think um but only if it was like the fashion police so, because I do Bobby's
1: detective agency. Yeah,
0: I think he wouldn't really care about like actual. Like, I mean, he he would care about crime, but I don't think his observational skills would work necessarily to his advantage in that case.
1: Because
0: he'd see a body and be like, Oh, I love those shoes. this Louis Vuitton. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <It's great. gasps> what?
0: That bag with that, you know, with that hat. No. <laughs> but um. But no, I do like I do like the fact that he knew Carrie he had Carrie's number the moment she walked in the door. And one of the things that I, I wanted I wanted to get a chance to talk about in this was that, um, while life has been going on while Avalon's been gone, the coverage of Avalon has been very interesting to say the least. Um
1: well, you just started you know, something. the
0: Gazette had Julian reporting fantastic words of praise about Avalon for a few months, and then he's Martin died, and happened. suddenly not he to was,
1: relieved was to you know, he's
0: determined it. to say bad things about her, but he doesn't I mean, have a job as a, in, at anyone. the paper right now.
1: Twice, in the yes. meantime,
0: there are other reporters at the Gazette this talking really smack weird. about Avalon.
1: People know me, but I'm not uh, just
0: the Gazette is one of the more Avalon, it it one of the more negative Newspapers. The Herald, which is where Carrie came from, was also very negative and she was like that one lone that one lone ranger trying to get positive coverage. The good news is is that she moved to the Gazette because she realized that what? there had been kind of a recent change. So, mm. 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 so note on music choice. Um, this scene right here, because we just came up to Jev's Avalon no, and, or, um, Jana and 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 Sam seeing what was night. left of that beautiful fountain in Central Park. Um, that and that piece of music that's underneath is the same piece of no, music I I'm used here, when obsidian, she was remembering and Martin's started. death. I'm not it's staying. very much the Avalon guilt music. It's that it's I've that music of right realizing I'm that something saying, she did had staying, lasting repercussions. In this I'm case, she finally saying, freaking figured saying, out that not leaving, not leaving was a Keep bad idea.
1: It, or that, if nothing else, else I'm that
0: I'm leaving led to horrible consequences. But being defensive, she turns around and turns it back on Sam. So she can be defensive
1: Everything's Sam's fault.
0: Always, always. It's always Sam's fault.
1: Blame Sam. Yep.
0: Excellent! <gasps> oh, Rock Off awesome Transformation—the first time I've ever gotten to do the two of them together. Oh. Yeah,
1: that's lo- this is lovely. It's a very nice transform sequence.
0: And I love the piece of music. I've had that piece of music for like two years, just sitting in my Im- you know, in my uh, in my Kevin MacLeod music folder, and I could never think of where to use it. And it wound up being like the perfect transformation sequence for the both of them. So I'm really glad at how this came out. Like I'm just it's. It's really cool. Okay, where is it coming from? It's near
1: Rockefeller. Look,
0: <laughs> oh, poor Sam. He's standing around for.
1: I very much like the uh, the New York references you make as well to really place it in reality. It helps. That um, I, that I, I, that I, I don't know New York. York very well. Yeah. Um, I've only been there once, but 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 it it you know <laughs> even I know Rockefeller Center.
0: Yeah. Well, I try to do that, and that's one reason why I placed it in an actual city I knew. Because I, I, I do know New York. Okay. Not not the best, but I have family up there and I've visited several times, so I do know yeah. a great deal of the city and how to get around. So like I wouldn't say that I know the subway, but I do know where everything is. So um so it's nice to be able to place it in real time. <gasps> Sekmet. Man guys, if you thought Lilith was a bitch, you have not met Sekmet yet.
1: Well, I adore Sekhmet.
0: I I do too. Bernadette does an amazing job with her, and we heard her in episode thirteen, kind of in a very oh, ominous ending scene between Obsidian and Sekhmet, where she tells him that she can smell that Avalon's back in New York. Um, but having her come out and you realize that she has turned children into demons—it's just like the most yes. thing ever. Especially since, right there, that line, I don't know if what? people are going to get it, so and I don't know how much fire it. I'm going to come I under didn't tell for you it, it but... Why didn't you tell Sekhmet me? turned kids into demons while Avalon Kill was gone. You, ah! And one of the big things about Exodus is he doesn't have the power to heal and save souls. What do you think happened to those demons?
1: Avalon, no. So,
0: I, I don't envy Sam's position. I put him in a very, very sad place. He, you know, the guy puts up a front, but there's a lot of things Damn, that he
1: Avalon has no, on his chest that,
0: you know, he just kind of goes through it.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think it's clearly a big, dark Sam backstory to, uh, when you,
0: we, Well, it's, I don't even know if it's so much a backstory, but it's one of those, I will. later on down the road, we're going to see how he was when he was younger and then you're going to realize how he is now, and you're going to realize that a lot's happened in that time frame. And not all of it you're going to necessarily find out about because it's not necessarily important, but, uh... Yeah. If I were to go... I am planning to do novelizations of the series once I'm done with the show for Pendant, and that is going to be one of the big points that I get to cover in the novelizations that I don't necessarily cover here, is there's a lot more about Sam's side of things, especially those three months while she was gone. Well, that
1: would be pretty awesome.
0: So... And
1: it'll bit pop- like a bit of an extra, extra story. Yeah, it's
0: kind of like an Easter egg. Um,
1: but
0: <laughs> no, that's actually my that is my direct plan right after this is over is I'm taking a month off from anything original for Pendant to sit and novelize the Four Seasons of Avalon. And th- I don't know, if that means I'll be taking a year off of work yet, but we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see how my uh. Oh, we'll see how my life happens. goes. Um,
1: I'm sure you find the time. Your hands move quick.
0: You don't say, Chris. You don't say.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't even mean it like that. That is totally you. It's totally so, you. It
0: totally came out like that, though. That <gasps> oh, Ugh, oh, this <laughs> piece of music. Okay, the music I found for these scenes is wicked awesome. Like, it's so freaking epic.
1: Yeah, this this is this is from one of the more obscure Kevin MacLeod. Yeah, parts, and and there's
0: a lot of there's a lot of actually this this particular sequence from the moment Sekhmet shows up when they arrive at Rockefeller to the end, there are five different pieces of music that get changed and looped and cut and sliced and laid over to create this entire sequence. Yes. But not like like there's like one like there's one co- there's a couple complete songs but there's also music going on underneath them to add to it to sweeten it up um and also all sorts of stuff so yeah <laughs> oh,
1: I love segment sorry <laughs> she's so like she's just
0: so mean <laughs> and I love the fact that Exodus has like a bajillion and a half nicknames for her. Clearly they yeah, have Tangled abs- before.
1: Absolutely, but I don't think he actually calls her Sekmet at any point. No, he calls her Seki. That I've read so far, anyway. Yeah,
0: no, he calls her Seki. I think, like, the entire show, almost. He might call her Sekmet at some point, but I don't remember when.
1: But I know,
0: <laughs> from my recollection, most of the time he purposely calls her Seki because it pisses her off.
1: This is a great little fight sequence.
0: I, I'm very happy with how it turns out, um, it's really
1: sharp, it's really sharp, your fight sequences are always awesome, oh, thank you,
0: like I told you, I think I told you last episode of Avalon or something, like in 12 or something, I always think my fight sequences suck, so people tell me that they're awesome, I'm like... Do you have really no expectations? Like.
1: <laughs> no, you put a huge amount of time into them, I and mean, you know, really you you craft a very three D world, which is nice because not everyone does that. Not everyone can do that. You do you get know, to hear that
0: in Catwoman too, to be fair. Like, it's not like I only do it in here. I do that with Catwoman a lot. There's a lot of yeah. when I do fight sequences, they are very. I mean, I try to make them three D because I feel like. My whole thought on audio drama is I don't want to tell you everything. I want to give you enough pieces that you can put the puzzle together on your own, but also I want your imagination to to go wild. I want you to see this fight sequence. I want every single person to see the fight sequence just a little differently.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So
0: it's kind of cool because I'm able to do things, and then also I kind of give room for your imagination. You know, the only time you really hear specific things is when I've realized that there, I've come to a point where it physically cannot be described in audio. Yeah. I have to actually tell you what it is. So. Oh, this piece of music, Kevin MacLeod, you're a genius.
1: Yeah. the nice piece is awesome. This ramp up to the, the end is, is the crazy. Yeah.
0: I had Chris, Chris, Chris was sitting in her desk, and I played it over my speakers when I finished the episode. And at the end of it, she was sitting at her desk looking at me, and she had she was shaking, because it was just that much of an emotional roller coaster. So I was like, I win!
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't going to cheer Julian up.
0: No, not one bit.
1: <laughs> no. Oh no,
0: What has happened to Julian?
1: <gasps> what what has happened? We'll have oh to find indeed. out
0: next month's businesses. Um. Cause I never say anything.
1: <laughs> Another episode! Yes! Again. Oh
0: my god, how did we get through it?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I recorded it this time, that's why.
1: <laughs> well done, me too. Bernadette <laughs> Uh, so, let's do the admin stuff. How do people get in touch with you, Kat?
0: Oh, if you would like to get a hold of me in regards to this or anything else, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Genesis Avalon. Um, If you would like to email me on any questions, comments, concerns, requests for anything you'd like to see in Avalon, anything you think you'd rather see less of, anything like that, I'm always open for um, for seeing different things, you can email me at kat at pendantaudio.com. If you'd like to just leave us a message on the message board, you can find us at groups.yahoo.com slash groups slash pendant. Um, and hey, if nothing else, if you found us through iTunes, leave us a review on iTunes. I love those. They're fantastic. I need them for my soul, um, because I love (laughs) hearing new things. Um, and I love seeing that people are listening. And most of all, uh, come to the website. Go to www.pendantaudio.com and leave us a message on the comment section of the website. Um, I think that's it. I think I've covered I think I all the say. bases. But yeah, so if you, if you have anything you'd want to tell me, definitely give me a buzz. Um, also, uh, for, for people who are interested, we do do a show called Calls from the, Calls from the Public. Um, if you have any personal questions you'd like to ask me in person whenever Genesis Avalon comes back up around for another calls from the public, um you should join the mailing list so you can get in on the times for that and uh come in. Let us know what you think of the show. So I think we're done Absolute. for the month.
1: Wicked. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been so awesome. We'll see you in thirty.
0: Yes. Alrighty. Bye guys.
1: Bye.